Thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. So can a Christian lose their eternal salvation? Can someone who is genuinely born again, can they reach a point? Can they do something? Can they just walk away to where they are no longer a child of God and their eternal condition um, changes from being a believer to an unbeliever? I guess or, that is a question that comes up a lot in it. You know, really, you know, I think it's something that for you and me, we kind of dealt with that a long time ago. You yeah. know, that's not real an issue for us. Yeah. I heard uh, I heard Bob Christopher just the RSL something he put out uh, just uh, last day or so. You know, he has a basic gospel program, a great program out of Texas. He said it is the, still the number one question that he gets the hmm. most often. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing Andrew Farley would probably say the same thing. Huh. Well, anyway, I'm and Roger so, Fields. This is Jeff Fields. We're I am Fields Jeff Brothers. Fields, yes. And I'm the more creative and technologically advanced of the Fields Brothers. <laughs> And uh, we're both recovery. Yeah, we're, we're both recovery pastors with no history of scandal, and it's all free. We're not listed or supported. Don't send money, and we would consider ourselves, I think, free range believers. Is that fair? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that term. All right, so go ahead, jump in. So how? You know, what do you, so you know, can a can a Christian lose their eternal salvation? And and I think there's a better way. I guess what I want to get at here is. I think there's a better way to deal with it than what most people generally use. Um, and, I, and I intentionally put the word eternal salvation because the, the word salvation is such a broad term in Scripture. It's used, you know, there, there is a temporal element of salvation, you know, in Acts 2, save yourselves from this untoward generation. So you know, a lot of the salvation is from the corruption of the world, and, and you can kind of lose sight of that. But, but when we talk about losing salvation, you know, most people talk about eternal salvation. So right. that's what I want to talk about. Your eternal destiny. Right. Is that, is that fair? Right. Right. Okay. And I mean, it is. It is kind of amazing how big yeah. of an issue it is for for yeah. so many people. And it just it fascinates me that there are still so many believers that that are not there, yeah. that have not come to that point. Yeah. I talked to a guy one time in uh, Moorhead when I was pastoring there, and he said, "You know, asking about if you've been saved." And he said, "Well, I was one time at one time." Yeah. And <laughs> well. You know, what good does that really do? You know, if you're saved at one time, but you don't think you are now, I mean, what? I mean, there again, I've said this before a hundred times, but, you know, if, if you believe you can lose your salvation, all of life becomes a matter of timing. You just got to, you know, you got to die before <laughs> so, you so mess the, it up. The, the phrase you, timing is everything. It's is just totally that much true. more. And I've said, but I still, yeah, I did used to think it did cross my mind a long time ago when I thought yeah. you could lose your salvation. Well, yeah. if you really mess up and you're a bad guy and you, you know, then it's gone. God's going to yank your salvation from you. And I thought, well, the guy, only guy who really knows for sure that he's saved is the guy who has a heart attack because he's coming out of the baptistry. You know, <laughs> you gave your life to the Lord. You put your faith in him. You got baptized. You came out. You had a heart attack. You flailed I, you backwards. Know, I thought this guy didn't even have time to, to sin or mess up his salvation. He's going to heaven for sure. Or maybe it's just while you're under. Maybe, you know, I don't know if you come that'd up. That'd even be better. Better. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, true. That'd even be better. <laughs> so, well, Maybe I mean, left him down too long, you know. Where, where we're headed with this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you well, four reasons, but I'm, I'm not ready to start the first one yet. But that's where we're, we're going to get to four reasons. But where, did you start to say something? Well, I mean, I have other thoughts about this, but you want me to go ahead and let you launch in? Or Well, then let me mention just a couple okay, things before right. we get to the four reasons. You just jump in at any time. I do not have a... You know, fifteen twenty minute monologue prepared here, so oh, kind of need, need you, to, huh? well, <laughs> need you to jump in on that. <laughs> okay, you know, just a couple things that you know. Some of this is kind of humorous. You know, we all know people who have appeared to be a genuine believer and then totally rejected, totally disavowed any mm-hmm. any relationship with God. 
So those who believe in, and I don't even like the the phrase eternal, you know, the doctrine of eternal security. I, I'm not, I think there's better ways to talk about it, but for, yeah. for practical purposes, I, like that I may, phrase, but. You know, may use that phrase just for expediency here. But, but so the, so the people who do believe in that and do believe a believer cannot believe, you know, lose their salvation eternally. They'll look at that person and say, well, they never were genuinely born again in the first place. Which is possible. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and that's know. what I would say. That's what I would say. But yeah. but the other side, the other camp would say, oh, well, that's an easy out. You know, you're just saying that he wasn't. But then the tricky part is, you know, you get that verse in Hebrews that talks about, and there's different ways to translate it, and we're not going to get into the weeds on that one, but it talks about, you know, those who have, you know, taste on this, it, you know, if they fall away, it's impossible to come back. Right. You remember that verse? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And so we also know people who seem to genuinely walk with the Lord, then they seem to genuinely totally reject him, and then they seem to genuinely come back. And so when that person comes up in the conversation, the person who does not believe in eternal security will say what? Well, they were never saved in the first place because they know you can't be in and then out and back in. And so, I mean, the whole thing gets convoluted and, and just mixed up with that. You have an odd look on your face. I can well, see I mean, I've got several thoughts about this, but I'm waiting for the appropriate time to uh, interject. Okay. So what, what I, where I don't like to start with this, and this is kind of toward the tail end, I think too often it gets, it's, it boils down to just this verse or two versus that verse or two. I mean, there are verses in the, in the new Testament that are just at face value. I can see why they would lead someone that really didn't understand the new covenant and, and the gospel of grace to, yeah. to wonder about that. Yeah. But then there's other verses that you know definitely seem to point that you know nothing can separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord and you know Jesus said I will lose none that the Father has given me and things like you're that you're sealed with the, uh, with the Holy Spirit yeah. I mean there's all kinds of scriptures and so about. but it, you know what I for me and so a lot of this is just kind of what what brought me to this point it's not so much of lining up okay you got seventy some verses on this side and mm-hmm. twenty some verses on that side so the seventy verse side wins you know it. it and I don't right. like approaching it just kind of like uh, religious lawyers that are just right. reading a book to find out what the instruction book says. Right. I, I think there's a better way to go at it. So, and that would be what? What would your what okay. your way to go at it? Four be? reasons. The last reason is kind of the, some of those individual scriptures. So I, you know, I don't want to discount those, but I think those should be at the tail end, not not at the. All right. So four reasons why a Christian cannot lose their eternal salvation, number one, and, and these do overlap some, I realize. Hey, let, let me say one thing before you jump into these okay. reasons. You know, a lot of reason there's, I think, questions about a lot of this stuff is a lot of people have a lot of anxiety about this. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're trying hard and they're doing whatever they think they ought to be doing. You know, they're attending church, trying to behave, trying not to do any big sins, and they're, you know, trying to serve God, and they're never sure if they've done enough. They've never, and we're never clear with them. If we do believe that you can lose your salvation, how big does the sin have to be? You know, almost nobody believes little sins will do it, you know. So, you know, there's all kinds of ambiguity, all kinds of fogginess on this topic. And so that's why nobody ever knows where they're at with God. Yeah, it does go hand in hand with the whole idea of how do we know we're in in the first place. Yeah. And so if you never know if you're in in the first place, then... And that's where a lot of people yeah. are. They never know right. they're, you know. It kind of comes hand in hand with that. But anyway, reason number one, uh, a genuine Christian cannot lose their eternal salvation is because of their union with Christ. Their union with Christ. So, I mean, 
you know, I think it's good to just think of the general picture of, and look to who. I mean, a lot of this boils down to simply, I mean, the, the basic answer is, or basic reason, there's kind of one reason is because of who Christ is and what he's done. You know, that kind of encompasses everything. But our union with Christ, you know, when a person becomes a believer, they put their faith in Christ, you know, they become one with Jesus Christ. Christ is in them. They are in Christ. And so it's really a question, can Christ fall away? Can, you know, if Christ is our well, life. Some would say, well, you got, you separated yourself. You walked away, you were the union, yeah. but you walked away, you separated yourself. That's the argument. Yeah. Then, so there's other things that will come into play here, but that would be, you know, like my hand just walked away from my body, the rest of my body or something like that. But, you know, I, I've given more thought to that in recent days. The idea that we're the body of Christ, you and I have heard that all of our life. You know, the church is the body of Christ. That really is incredible. We are the, you know, together, you know, individually and together, we are the body of of Christ, that he right. is our life, that, you know, my hand has the same DNA as my brain does. You know, right. every part of your body has the right. same DNA. And so we are part of the body of Christ. So if I'm part of the body of Christ, you know, and I'm joined with him and he's in me and he and us, and, and he and us you know, that union with Christ kind of answers the question, I think, with that. See, here's the, here's the issue. Here's the problem, people. You know, you know, they hear stuff like that, but they know somebody guaranteed who, you know, they used to attend church. I mean, we have they have no idea what they actually believe, yeah. but they attend church. They look like they, you know, and they've decided they're they're not a believer. I mean, some of them have renounced God. And they're and you're going to say to me, they'll say, "Are you telling me that you know Harry is still you mm-hmm. know." saved when he did this and walked away and says he doesn't believe in God anymore. And so for them, it comes down to that simple equation. They know somebody they cannot fathom that yeah. God would still hold on to or love or accept. And since we don't really know what Harry's relationship with God was to begin with, we don't know whether he never got mm-hmm. it to begin with or whether he somehow rejected. So here's my, can I throw in another thought? Yeah, here? go ahead. <clears throat> here's what kind of, for me, is a, a kind of a defining issue of this, and that is this. If you have somebody who, who understands that Jesus loved them enough, came, paid the entire price once and for all on the cross for their eternal salvation. Wait, wait, 99% or 100%? 100%. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> everything. How do you walk away from that? Yeah. You know, and I see how people walk away from church obligations— I get that. Yeah, I I see how they walk away from. I just can't do this. I can't live up to this. I can't be what God wants me to be, or I don't believe some things I'm supposed to believe. The Christians say I should believe. Maybe they have a tough time with whatever. You know, I just don't get the whole Noah and the Ark thing. You know, maybe they don't like some of the Old Testament stories. But how do you walk away from a story that says that God loves you, paid the whole price, you're His forever, you're secure in Him? What What are you walking away from? Are you saying, well, I mean, what do you, you know? Right. And so you have to ask, how many people actually walk away from that? Well, I mean, but I'm sure or try some to. people would say, well, they could. Yeah, it doesn't make, I'm, I'm, I'm talking from the other side. I think they would say, yeah, I realize it doesn't make a bit of sense. But, you know, we do know people in the natural realm that have had everything going for them in their natural family life and totally walked away and abandoned it. So, I mean, I, I, I see your point, but I think there's better point. Honestly, I think there's better points than that because even that, kind of implies that there was a separation. It's kind of like Christ is here, I'm over, you know, Christ is there, I'm over here, and I'm going to walk right. away from him. But that is still, we're losing sight of the fact that we are one with him. We are in <laughs> union with him. 
And if we walk away, he walks with us. Right, right. <laughs> you know, the simple thing. Okay. And I get that, too. I okay. get that. Reason but, number two. And this kind of I, this kind of new thought to me in the last uh, week or two. Spiritual blessings and, and forgiveness of sins, you know, everything. Ephesians 1, you know, God, praise, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ and lists this whole thing, forgiveness of sins, all this stuff. And, and it says they are spiritual blessings. And so the second reason is this, is that spiritual blessings are outside of time. You talked earlier about timing becomes everything. So think about this. If our forgiveness of sins, our righteousness, every blessing we have in Christ, Ephesians 1 said, is a spiritual blessing. That means it's in the spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is outside of time. It is eternal. And so there's no before and after. So if you're forgiven in the spiritual realm, Am I making? Is that doing anything for you at all? Or you think? Well, I had to ponder that. You're getting pretty deep. I have to, th- you know, I'm not. I don't necessarily disagree I mean, with that. If something, I, if something is true in the spiritual realm, by definition, it is true eternally. That's my point. If something okay. is true in the spiritual realm, if God declares a spiritually righteous, by definition, it's eternal. Okay. Because there all is right. no time in the spiritual realm. All right. oh, number three, this is more basic. I think right. this will be more on your level. Um, oh, <laughs> number three, again, these overlap. Salvation is God's work. I mean, and this dovetails a little bit with what you're saying. You know, people are confused on the front end of how you even become a, a believer and, and become born again. That, you know, salvation is God's work. It's the old thing we talk about all the time. Law means I do something for God. Grace means God does something for me. And so it's, it's by grace that it's God who saves us. And I realize someone will say, well, but he didn't force it on, you know, well. But the idea that he could save us to that point, to bring us from being dead to alive and then not finish the work is really a low view of God. Yeah. And low view of God, the power of God. And a lot of verses well, I love that verse in, in Philippians, what uh, verse, chapter one, verse six, where God, who has begun a good work in he you, will bring. Work, yeah. I, I mean, the whole phrase is, is amazing. The God who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion, and it's right for me to think this of you all. Yeah, I forgot about the last part of that. You know, he says it's right for me to think this. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. I think if he started working you, he will bring it to completion, and it's right for me to think this of everybody yeah. that God has started. Great so, point. You know, remind the verse in Hebrews in that section I talked about earlier and said, "But we are convinced of better things of you." It was the, yeah. was the phrase in Hebrews there. So, yeah. the writers in Scripture were not only confident among themselves, but confident for others. And the idea that you know we are born of God. You know, there is a new, you know, right. we have a new life. We have a spiritual life. Well, we have yeah. eternal life. If right. etern- eternal life is kind of eternal, you know? <laughs> so you, Well, that's a whole nother, yeah, that's a whole nother. In other words, if you, if you got eternal life and it didn't last but a couple of years, then it really wasn't eternal then, was right. it? I mean, yeah. you got something, I don't know what you got, temporary life. But uh, yeah, and what you mentioned being born, you can't be unborn. You know, if you're right. born, you're right. born. That's just the way it is. You can't be unborn. And so, I mean, those are kind of the, our union with Christ. That, that's really the, like the first one. They're born of God. Then spiritual blessings are outside of time. Then just the basic idea that salvation is God's work. And so I like the idea of just looking at it from a broad perspective yeah. of who God is, who Christ is, rather than looking at individual scriptures. But I think there are some scriptures that are good to look yeah. at. So we don't want to minimize those, well, but just not, I think they here's kind of another. Here, I agree with you. Here's another question about this. So let's say, Let's say somebody, um, you know, born again, put their faith in Jesus, and for whatever reason, they did kind of, they walked away, whatever, mm-hmm. did whatever, okay? Now, if, if God decides, 
and, and they've really offended us. You know, they've either denounced God, or, but you know, if God decides because of what they did, put their they put their faith in Jesus at one point. If He decides to hold on to them, keep them for eternity, and save them, is that okay with you? See, for a lot of people, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Is that okay yeah, with you? Right, if yeah. He does that anyway, if He is that big, that gracious. That loving, if the gospel is that powerful, if the cross is that powerful, is that okay with you if he goes ahead and holds on to them? Well, for a lot of people, that's really not okay with me. You because know? of why? Because they think, well, okay, if, if he can get away with that, right. then He's what away am I doing right. resting in here right. trying to walk the straight and narrow? Exactly right. And it becomes a thing of bitterness. I'm sweating that- bullets here in my <laughs> Christian walk, and he just walks away and he gets in. I mean, that's the way we think of things. You know, there is a, so, and there's a, there's an example in scripture of something similar to someone like that. The first Corinthians five, five passage, the, the immoral brother was doing some very, very immoral things. Yeah. And Paul tells the Corinthians, you know, basically let him go, you know, let him experience the destruction of the flesh mm-hmm. that his spirit, first Corinthians five, five, I think that his spirit may be saved in the coming day or whatever. I forget the, the, the rest of that verse. But, I mean, that's pretty clear that even that person, yeah. as immoral as he was, you know, and I just now thought of an analogy I think would, would bear in here. So, so we're talking about the idea that someone who has genuinely put their faith in God has seen the finished work of Christ to some degree. You know, obviously none of us understand it completely initially. But that there was a genuine work of God's Spirit in their spirit. That we are saying it can be incredibly hidden for quite a while and the illustration i just thought of is how a, you know a blade of grass can break through concrete you know we've all seen situations where an area of concrete left long enough grass will break through concrete and that showed there was life underneath there it took a long time and it seems impossible but it finally broke through and so i, I think you know it's a rough analogy it's not I, a perfect I'm, analogy I'm all right with, with that but the idea that that um that that life can be hidden for a long time. And, uh, you know, we, we we confuse spiritual life with religious activity. And so we tend to, you know, these things of who's, and we always want to know for other people, which I don't think we really, you know. You know, and that's, a, that's an understatement to say we confuse it. We just totally equate, you know, being born again, being saved with religious outward, activity. just yeah. outward Behavior. Manifestation, behavior, your activity, what you're doing, what you're not doing, what you look like, all kinds of things. I mean, we, we completely let that be how we evaluate somebody's walk with God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, heaven forbid they ever really make a huge mistake or stumble or do a, a big sin or whatever it is, you know, because they're, they're, you know, well, they, you know. I mean, it, but see, to me, a lot of this comes back to... If you, you if you don't if you do not believe that God can hold on to you, if you do not believe that you're secure, then uh, you got a lot of problems then that, that come up the, you're thinking about the gospel about salvation. I mean it comes it's, there again it's about timing. you got to make sure that you get saved and die before you can do something to mess it up. Mm-hmm. You've got to make sure you, you've got to define what does it take then to lose it. We, nobody knows. Yeah, generally they just lower it incredibly low. Okay, you just got to, yeah. to, if someone just totally rejects it, totally renounces it. Yeah. So, you know, that's not even low bar. That's not a bar at all. That's just a line on the floor pretty much. Yeah. You know, they don't. But um, but then, then to do that, you've got to ignore all the other scriptures. You have to ignore the reality of who Christ is, ignore that we have been born of him, Ignore that we are joined with him. And so there's just so much other stuff you have to ignore to come up with that. The verse in 1 John, uh, you might remember this, 
I think this is very telling in First John two nineteen. They went out from us, so I think the idea that they abandoned us, they left us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But that they went out, they went out that they might be made manifest to reveal that none of them were of us. And so he's basically saying that, you know, if they were really genuinely of us, they would have stayed. The fact that they yeah. left shows that they weren't. Yeah. So, I think I, I tell you, I personally believe it's my opinion. Nine out of ten people, maybe ninety-nine out of a hundred of people that we think walked away, never understood the gospel. They walked away from the religious activity. They walked away from yeah. the pressure. They walked away from stuff they didn't think they could believe anymore. That kind of we've kind of wrapped Christianity around the gospel around, and they just they they walked away from a lot of other stuff that they thought was the gospel. But they never really. You know that, that that maybe that's a whole another podcast sometime about you know I, I do honestly worry at times that I don't know if that's the right word but there are a lot of people that that kind of you know it's that Matthew seven will say to me Lord Lord have we not done this 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 depart from me I never knew you that is it possible there are a lot of people that everyone just kind of assumes are genuinely born again but they've really never put their trust in the finished work of Christ let me give you a term too I think a lot of people are just over churched. Yeah, there's just so much church activity that is is distracted them from the gospel. And there again, I say this: okay, you walk away. What are you walking away from? You get to walk away from the fact that your salvation has been totally paid for. You walk away from that. You walk away from the fact that God loves you as your Father unconditionally. You will, what, I mean, what is what is there? You don't want that. You don't want that. It's <laughs> you like, don't well, want what, someone what, to love what's you? the problem here? Actually, yeah. I mean, what is the yeah. what's the issue? I mean, you walk away. You walk away from good news, but the problem right. is we haven't preached good news. We right. haven't taught right. good news. We've taught abundant obligations, and of course, they're going to walk away from that. But they're walked away from that thinking many times they've walked away from God. It's like the old thing. I think it was a Harvard professor. Somebody came in and said to, to the um, Harvard professor who was a Christian at the time, a long time ago, and he said, "He said, Doc, I don't think I believe in God anymore." And he said, well, tell me about the God you don't believe in. And so he began to describe this God. He said, you know, I don't think I believe in that God either. Yeah, right. You know? And I remember hearing Tony Campolo talking about years ago, someone, you know, he, he rejected Jesus. He rejected Jesus. Well, no, he never met Jesus. He never knew. He was presented with a Jesus that, yeah. that we've created, but he's never really met the living Lord who died for him and paid for ever. You know, if he paid for every sin ever, again, I mean, that's another thing. It really, it, it's it, the disagreement about eternal security is the disagreement of who Christ is and what he did. You know, if he paid for all sin and a person seeing that is born again, then you know, the whole question evaporates. And for me, that's what it did. When, when you see who Christ is and what he's done, the finished work on the cross and who we are in him, eternally in him, he's in us, we're in him. It's just like the question becomes silly. You know, yeah. just, just evaporates. It's like, and it's kind of boil it down to, to maybe an analogy that may break down fast. But if you, um, you, know, you buy me a new Ferrari, and it's paid for, and you give it to me as a gift, salvation's a gift, and I say, I just, I can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. i got to walk away from this deal. I mean, I just, you know, no, I don't believe in this. I, what do you, how do you walk away from something that's mm-hmm. completely good news, completely a gift by grace, how do you just walk away from that? That yeah. makes not much sense to me. Well, let's wrap this up then. I think, uh, you know, just a reminder that it really is, you know, it occurred to me the other, just earlier today, I was thinking, I, I, 
we I didn't realize how incredibly good good the good news really is until the last several years. You know, you grow up attending church, we went to Bible college, we preached ourselves for a number of years. But when you really see the finished work and see the divide of the old covenant and the new covenant, you really begin to see how incredibly good news uh, the gospel really is. And check out our book, Breaking the Hex, oh, Life of God forgot. After the Cross-Skilled Religion. It's available on Amazon for how much now? Like nine ninety nine. Yeah, $9.99. I don't think we've uh, we lowered it for Christmas yeah. and we never put it back up, but sales have come up lately. So it may stay there. Let me see so here. who knows. So what? Ten bucks minus a penny. So there you go. And the uh, yeah, and if you're an Amazon Prime or whatever, shipping. You get free shipping. Yeah. So. Yeah, so anyway. So yeah, thanks for listening.